0: Hello and welcome to the Mix It Up podcast. I'm so excited for you guys to meet our guest and speaker today. She is an outstanding woman, an outstanding pharmacist. I am daily in awe of the things that she accomplishes um, both day and night and she'll tell you about that too. But um, I want to introduce to you today Dr. Sierra Richard. Um, We all know in today's world that women's health is sometimes often considered taboo um, and it is actually one of the most understudied areas in medicine. Um, But as a clinical pharmacist at a women and children's hospital, Dr. Sierra Richard recognized the need to provide pregnant women the education they deserved about medication use during pregnancy. And that's what we're going to talk a little bit about today. But also Dr. Richard has an Instagram page, which is at Happy Farm Life, but also a YouTube channel where she spends her time away from the hospital helping women navigate medication use through their pregnancy so they have the knowledge to make informed decisions about their care. So what an outstanding, outstanding job to get to do day in and day out. We're here with Dr. Richard today. I'm going to let her talk a little bit more about what she does in pharmacy. So welcome today, Dr. Richard.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yes, we are so excited to have you here. I mean, the whole impetus of this podcast of getting this word out to our listeners is showing the amazing ways that pharmacists are stepping outside the box in their profession. I always say that stepping outside the box, but I truly mean it because we have so many outside professions and students that might not even know what we're doing day in and day out um, and don't know that there's so many little niches that we can fill as pharmacists, and sometimes it just means getting the word out about it. So tell us a little bit about your, first of all, probably your just day-to-day life, your job. What, what do you do? Um, how do you give back to the profession?
1: So in my, I guess my day-to-day job is more of a night-to-night job. So I am an overnight pharmacist at a women's and children's hospital. I work seven on, seven off. I do a Monday through Friday situation where I work 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. So I get to do a lot of interesting things being the night shift pharmacist because I am taking care of not one, but two hospitals um, by myself. I'm the only pharmacist there covering our women's and children's pharmacy. And then I also remote verify for a local hospital that does have obstetrics. And we get a lot of our pediatric transfers from this hospital as well. Um, So that's kind of why it got punted to us, even though there's a lot of adults going on. But I do take care of a lot of women and children through that hospital as well. And so just my night to night life is super variable. I never know what's going to come through the doors um, because we do have an ER. So it's just you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes I am helping, you know, take care of intimate or imminent deliveries down in the emergency room to doing code blues to having a calm night where I'm just verifying orders. It really just depends. So I do everything um, that's needed from a pharmacy perspective at night. Um, We do have one technician who helps me do all of the Dispensing and compounding and things like that that needs to happen. But as far as all the pharmacist tasks, so answering clinical questions, I'm constantly talking with physicians. I'm usually working with a lot of interns. I am at an academic medical center. So taking the opportunity to educate also when things come up at night, um, doing a lot of antibiotic recommendations. Our hospital does have 24-7 pharmacy clinical services. So anything that a pharmacist can be asked to do or consulted on during the day. can be consulted on at night. So we don't change that, which can become a little bit overwhelming at times when we have a busy night. But most of the time, I really enjoy it because I'm getting to dose antibiotics, monitor drug levels for patients, and then just answer any clinical questions that come up throughout the night.
0: Wow, that is amazing. We, I mean, I I feel like we need to like, salute you and thank you for your service, because that is just such a that that's a hard job I mean especially when you're you're kind of like out of your circadian rhythm um you're thinking differently but yet still on your toes because at any minute you could be sitting there quietly verifying and then all of a sudden there's some sort of emergency that walks through the door or some sort of code so wow that is that is fantastic um I wanted to ask you you (laughs) so our podcast started out in the very beginning, two years ago, um, as a compounding podcast, because I'm a compounding pharmacist, but, um, you mentioned compounding, just what types of things do you do? Do you guys do sterile or non-sterile or, or do you just sort of do mixing?
1: So we do both sterile and non-sterile compounding because you have we have pediatric patients, especially a lot of the stuff that we are making is patient specific. So as far as our compounding goes, we have sterile compounding where we make, um, we call them batch bags, which is basically we do dilutions for pediatric patients that are appropriate to give them through IVs. So we have to take that into consideration. And then we have these bags that we make up. We usually... It depends on how, you know, long or stable the drug is, but they're good from anywhere from like 12 hours to a week, depending on what we're making. And so we'll make those bags up. We also have a lot of things that we send up to the floor. So antibiotics. Um, We have a thing called J-tips, which is one of my favorite things for our kiddos that has some lidocaine in it. So we can give them this. It's not an injection. It's basically this little Jet injector where we can give them lidocaine before a shot so it numbs it up and it makes it less painful for them. So um, we make things like that at night. And then we also do like vanilla TPNs for our neonates, which basically is where we have protein in there and dextrose for them. Um, And we can give them those at night when we have new babies that are born that need some nutrition that maybe aren't going to be able to take anything by mouth. So we do all of that sterile compounding and then we also do non sterile compounding. So We do have a lot of medications that we need to give to our pediatric patients, especially our neonates, that is not available in a form that we can just draw up. And so we have to do a lot of the compounding. So crushing tablets, opening capsules, things like that. We do that for both hazardous and non-hazardous drugs. Um, and so that's a big component of what we do at night. A lot of times they try to have those things made up for us ahead of time, but you never know what's going to come through the door. So we end up compounding a lot of things on the spot as somebody comes in and needs it.
0: Oh, that is so cool. I love hearing about compounding in the hospital. I remember um, a couple rotations I had where we were doing a lot of TPNs, but just to hear it like you guys, that's part of your workflow. I mean, that's part of your life. Um, tell us how, I guess, I know we have a lot of students listening and a lot of medical providers. How do you get into this area of pharmacy that you're doing? Did you, did you have to do a residency? Did you go straight in? Did you have a job prior? I know a lot of, we get those questions a lot from our students. Um, how do you get to be where you are today?
1: So mine was definitely multifaceted to get to the exact position that I'm in today. So the first thing that I did is I did work at the hospital where I currently am at. So I was an intern there for three and a half years. And I was interested in pediatrics, that is why I went there in the first place. And I really fell in love with both pediatrics and women's health actually being there because it was really exciting. I think one of the coolest parts of my job is that I get to take care of the mamas so they may have preeclampsia or gestational diabetes or whatever brings them in. And I get to help take care of them. And then I get to follow all the way through the process and get to take care of their baby as well, which is just so cool. And then some of these kids, now that I've been there for so long, I've gotten to see them grow up, which is really cool. And so I know some of these kids, I know their medication list, like I will read their medication list and I'll call and I'll be like, okay, I know that they take their medication at 2 p.m. So we need to change all of these that you schedule for noon to two, because that's when they take their afternoon meds. So um, it's really cool that I've gotten to have that continuity of care, but I did do a residency. So after pharmacy school, I did a year of residency at a pediatric facility in Fort Worth, Texas. So um, that was a super intense year and really made me feel like I could do the night job that I do today because I was seeing everything. I was staffing in the ER and the NICU part of the time that was part of our staffing model, but then getting to rotate through all of those areas as well and really getting to understand a little bit more about pediatric medicine. And so then um, I actually interviewed for my current job on my last day of residency because things got crazy with the pandemic. And nobody was hiring for a while, so I just kind of chilled out and then interviewed for the job that I currently have on my last day of residency and ended up getting it. So um, once I got there, I realized that there was a need for the Women's Health Service to really get a pharmacist on board, and so that's where I've taken over a lot of that portion, and it was falling into it from a space of need, but also the fact that I really enjoyed and loved that area whenever I was a student and um, actually wrote a couple articles and collaborated with some of the pharmacists that were there that are now my colleagues um, and had started to kind of dip my toes into that space before I went to residency. And so it kind of came back whenever I, you know, when I came back, it fell right into place.
0: Wow, that is so cool. I know a lot of our, or most of our medical providers that we work with rely so heavily on the pharmacist piece of the puzzle, piece of the healthcare team. So um, I'm sure they're so lucky to have you there at the hospital. Um, So I want to talk a little bit about, before we go, not only is Dr. Richard working the night shift, burning the candle at both ends, um, just being a rock star day in and day out. She also has her own business. So talk to us about your business. Talk to us about your CEO, your boss, babe. We want to hear everything about Happy Farm Life.
1: So it's kind of an interesting story. I started YouTube back in 2019 was when I first posted. I had the idea and like created my page in 2018, but didn't actually post until 2019. And I really had this goal I was like I want to get 5,000 subscribers that's it that's just what I want to do and I was hoping to do it in a year I had unrealistic expectation and it took me almost three to get there but um, in the meantime I ended up actually getting monetized with YouTube which means you have 1,000 subscribers and 4,000 hours of watch time and then Google can run ads on your videos and you get a percentage of that money that comes to them. And so that's why I really started a business because I started making enough income off of that, that I really needed to separate those assets from my personal assets. But I'm wanting to make it into something more. So that's a big project I'm working on now, um, creating some really good informational content that goes maybe a little bit more depth than I can do in a normal YouTube video. And really providing that information to women, um, especially during pregnancy, I know that there's a lot of things that are going on and just some people want to dig deeper into those things and I want to provide them with good quality resources to do so so that is kind of the direction I'm taking it in now, which is really exciting and uh, definitely not where I expected to be when I started my channel. It's um, changed dramatically from when I started. I didn't know what I was doing when I started, to be quite honest, but <laughs> um, I've learned as I have went along, and so I really enjoy being able to educate women in that aspect and then turning it into something a little bit more with the business side of things.
0: That's amazing. Um, tell us, I guess, for our listeners out there, um, tell us, go ahead and, you know, we want to hear where, where to find you, promote your site. Um, we want to get um, all the information so that these people can see what we do um, with how you're advocating for pharmacy.
1: So my primary area is YouTube. So happy farm life YouTube channel. It's usually pretty easy to find nice bright pink Banner, you can't miss it if you're looking for it on there. Um, I'm also on Instagram, so at happy farm life there as well. Those are probably the places I'm the most active. And then I also have a website, happyfarmlife.com, where whenever I do get those informational guides up and running, they will be available on the website. And that is also where I do a lot of speaking engagements for students, and they can contact me on there if they would like me to come talk to them about what I do and get a little bit more information.
0: Very, very cool. Well, we, we so appreciate your time. I know you, your time is limited with everything that you have going on, so we appreciate it. And we applaud you for everything you're doing for the profession. Um, I'm so glad that you decided to talk to us today. Um, I knew you would because you're amazing, but um, I really, really wanted everyone to hear about just another amazing way that pharmacists are going above and beyond what is asked of them and above and beyond for patient care, um, on their own time, on their own dollars. So thank you so much, Dr. Richard, you guys go follow Sierra. She's amazing. Go check out her YouTube, her Instagram. Um, and I guess that is all we have today. I thank you again, Dr. Richard for being here. I really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much for having me.